0: And I said, it will be a sign of this manifested sons of God's ministry fixing a step on the earth. That was six months before she ever conceived. They just had their son on May the night as a confirmation to that word that God spoke to them. God takes care of his word. But he's he's a young man that loves God. Gave his heart to the Lord in 2009 been steadfast ever since, and I want him to come say something for the Lord.
1: Well, I can only say that I'm glad to be here, amen? It's nothing like being in the presence of God, nothing like being in the presence of a God that you know that can deliver, amen, that can heal, that can set free, a God that can change lives. And ain't bashful about changing somebody's life either, amen. I God ain't bashful about changing your life. You know, church people want to be bashful about Jesus coming into their lives and doing something, and they want to be ashamed to call on the name of the Lord. Amen. I church people are afraid to pray. They're afraid to pray because they're afraid somebody's going to judge them for praying. That's pretty silly. That's pretty silly to call yourself a Christian, but yet to be ashamed to call on the name of the Lord and to believe that he's going to honor your prayer. Church people most of the time don't even believe that Jesus Christ hears their prayer or that he's going to acknowledge their prayer and even not just acknowledge or hear it, but answer it. I can tell you, I serve a God that answers my prayer, that he hears my prayer. And that he answers my prayer. I have that confidence. I might not have started with that confidence, but I have that confidence. That God hears my prayer. And that he answers my prayer. Amen? If you don't have that confidence that God answers your prayer, and today is the day to find that confidence. Today, this is the place, I can tell you right now, in the presence of God, there is liberty. Amen? That's the scripture. It says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I mean, I can tell you the Spirit of the Lord is in here today, and there is liberty where you can find God. You don't have to worry about anybody judging you. You don't have to worry about anybody looking down on you. Right now, you can find God. I don't care where you're at in your relationship with God. I don't care if you have one or not. Right now, today is your day in which you can make your relationship with the Lord real. This is your day. Scripture says in the accepted time will be the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that you know the Lord. Don't say, I'll live and do this or that tomorrow, or I'll wait till next week. Scripture says, this life's but a vapor, and you don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know what tomorrow holds. Scripture says don't worry about tomorrow for the submission unto the the day is the evil. All right? There's enough going on today. You don't worry about tomorrow. You've got to worry about today right now. God ain't a God of the dead. He's a God of the living. He said right now. When he spoke to Moses out of the burning bush, he said, I am not the God of the dead. He said, I am the God of the living. He is right now. He is right now. And you've got to believe that he's right now in order to go somewhere in him. You've got to believe he's right now. Because I can tell you when we were in that hospital with my wife giving birth to that baby, he was right now. He was right now. Because I'm telling you that was a spiritual warfare, whether you get that or not. The devil was doing everything he could to try to keep him from coming forth. Every single thing he could, his heart rate would drop, and my mom, she may have shared it, she's texting back and forth with my dad saying, we need his heart rate up. Man, just like that, heart rate would go up. Or, Whitney's getting tired, she'd get another second breath and be able to push through. And so when he was born, within 24 hours of him being born, he had it. Uh, a bowel blockage or something, whatever you want to say it was, where he was throwing up bile. not even 24 hours old, and he's throwing up bile because he couldn't pass it through, he couldn't pass what he was eating through, so he was just throwing it back up, and so we were on the phone right after the doctors came in, and Spirit of the Lord hit, and my dad began to pray, and it wasn't 20 minutes, 30 minutes, that baby had a bowel movement, I mean, he had a blowout. All right, whatever could have been there, it was cleared. There was no blockage anymore. And so God is right now. And so we still, because of the blockage, they had already called for a transport down to Columbus, and so me and my wife had to go down to Columbus, Georgia, uh, and be there with him in a, what they call a neonatal ICU, an infant ICU, basically intensive care. And so he was in this climate controlled uh, crib with wires coming out all over him and IVs and monitors hooked up. I can tell you it's not something you want to see. You don't want to see anybody else's child there. You sure don't want to see your own. And so we were there and his temperature would drop. His heart rate would drop. He had what they call a Billy bilirubin which is jaundice was really high, and they weren't going to let him go if these things didn't hit a certain level. And so my dad called me Friday morning and began to tell me what the Lord had dealt with him about, about how that if you speak by the leadership of the Lord, that God's going to answer your prayer. If you speak, if you pray, that's the scripture. It says if you pray according to the will of God, then he will answer your prayer. Amen. And so he began to tell me just some different things about the, how the Lord dealt with him. He said the Spirit of God has to have a directive. It has to have direction. You can't just expect God to show up in your life and do something for you. Because, yeah, God takes time to do some things, Sister Susie. But you can't just sit around and wait for God to save you or for God to give you a relationship with him. If you want something, you've got to take it by force. You've got to fight for what you want in God. And don't lay down and quit just because it doesn't happen immediately. Because God is a God of promises. He will answer your prayer. He doesn't turn an ear. It says that anybody that comes to him, he will in no wise cast out. So you've got to make your choice if you're going to believe him or if you're going to give up as soon as he doesn't answer. But he began telling me about those things, telling me that I needed to give the Spirit of God direction about that situation. And what I wanted to happen because they said, well, he could be there another week, two weeks. Had to have another week of antibiotics because they thought he had some sort of infection in his bowels. Or he might have to be under that. They put him under a light when they are real jaundice to try to take, make the jaundice go down. And so, you know, I had to go back to work the next week. There's no way I can just stay down there. I mean, it's an hour and a half from home. I was like, well, then my wife's going to stay down here. We've got to figure out a hotel. We've got to figure out a place. You know, all these different things were coming. And I'm like, I don't really know what we're going to do with this. And he told me that I needed to give the Spirit of God direction. So it wasn't two seconds after we got off the phone, I took my wife by the head. I said, Lord, we're going home Saturday. I said, we are going home Saturday. I said, his temperature is going to be fine. His Billy Reuben going to be fine. I said, everything those doctors need to see for him to go home, we're going home. And so we get in there that Friday morning. He had ripped his IV out where they were giving him antibiotics. And he pulled this mask off. He has to have this mask on when he's under that light to protect their eyes. He had ripped that thing off. He said, I'm ready to go. I heard the prayer. Amen. I heard it too. He said, I'm ready. He said, I'm ready. And so the doctor came around after we got there, and he said, that baby don't need no antibiotics. He's fine. His jaundice, it ain't that bad. Don't put him back under that light. So then that next morning, or that day, <laughs> and so that later that day, we're sitting there, we got to take his temperature every time we change his diaper. And the min- minimum temperature they want to have is 97. So he was hitting right at 97. And I was like, Lord. And I text my mom and my mother-in-law, and I told them. I said, he's fine. That w- they would have let him go home with that. I said, but, Lord, I said, that ain't. I said, I don't want any question, man. I want to go home. And so I told him. As I was texting him, I told the Lord. I said, this thing better be 98 tomorrow because I'm ready to go. I said, I don't want there to be any question. Guess what his temperature was Saturday morning? 98.0. Exactly what I told the Lord it needed to be. So don't tell me God doesn't answer prayer. Don't tell me he's not a right now God. He said, the righteous cry and I hear it and delivereth him. He said, I'll deliver him speedily. I'll deliver him speedily. So you want something from God today? You make your petition known. You make your petition known. You want deliverance. You want something to change. Something in your mind. Go ahead and search yourself right now and say, God, what in my life is not in your order? Go ahead. There's something that bothers you in your life. Maybe you don't have self-confidence. Maybe you're uncomfortable about certain situations. You know, look, I went to high school. I know college work. It doesn't get any better. <laughs> I can just go ahead and tell you, you got, you're going to have problems every part of your life. But if you got something going on, you make your petition known this morning yeah. and you tell the Lord, God, I want this changed in my life. I want this changed in my life. I don't want to be this way anymore. I don't want to be this way anymore. Because look, scripture says that if you confess your sins, he is faithful. To not only forgive you of your sins, but to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He will change you if you want to be changed. Because I can tell you, I, man, I used to, y'all wouldn't know me. If you had known me eight years ago, nine years, eight years ago, you wouldn't know me. Foul mouth, partier, a lot of things. I tell people that I work with, and they're like, there ain't no way. There ain't no way that was you. There was a guy that I went to college with who used to go to the bars with me. And by my, that was my sophomore year, I gave my, my life to the Lord. By my senior year, he said, he said you don't even, you're not even the same person. He said, I, can't, I was there with you, and I can't even believe this is who you are now. So don't tell me God can't change you. You don't have to be that far down for God to change you. Amen. Amen. You don't have to go that far down for God to change you. You can be changed right where you are. But you gotta make that first step. And I'm challenging you today. You want to be changed? You want to be different? You make that first step this morning. And you call upon the Lord and you say, God, I want to be changed. I want to be different. And you tell them just like that. You don't, Lord, I want to change. Oh, God, I want to be different. No, you tell them, I want to be different. or I need a change to come in my life. I need something to help me in my life because there's too much going on in me that I can't figure out. There's too much going on. Life is complex. Life is not easy. And life will kick you down and tear you up. But if you've got the rock in which you can stand and you won't fall, you won't fall. And if you do fall, make a mistake and he'll pick you right back up. I'm telling you today, there is a deliverer in the house. If you want change, the amount of change you get is up to you. The amount of change you get is up to you. And I'm telling you, it's it's simple. You just tell the Lord, God, I need this today. I need something to be worked in me today. God, I may not even know exactly what I need, but God, I need something today. And if you will make that petition known, if you will make that prayer known this morning, then God will deliver you. God will deliver you. I guarantee you that's his word, and that's his promise. You just got to make your petition known this morning to decide, do you want to go back to your life the way it was when, before you came in these doors? Or is there something you want changed? Is there something you need changed? Because my God is a prayer-answering God. My son is living proof that he is a prayer-answering God. I'm living proof that he's a prayer-answering God because there were people praying for me. That's the only reason. Only reason he ever came tugging on my heart is because I have people praying for me. So I'm telling you, don't you be ashamed to call upon him. Don't you be ashamed if you got to cry. And don't you be ashamed if you got to scream out to God. Because I'm going to ask you, what's more important today, being embarrassed or ashamed to cry and to call out the living God or to go back to the torment that you face in your everyday life? What is worse to you? What is the worst thing for you? Is it for you to cry and God deliver you? Or is it for you to go back into your misery, into your mire? What is the worst cause? Because I can tell you, the worst thing for me would be to go back into hell to go back into a life of torment, that'd be the worst thing for me. Man, I'd rather cry and bawl and snot and lie on the ground and God deliver me than I would ever want to go back into the hell that God delivered me from. I can promise you that. So I'm telling you today, if you ever have any doubt, if you have any question in your mind, or any hesitation, Lord, is it worth it? It is worth. You just go ahead and tell that thought in the back of your mind. This is worth the change. This is worth it. I don't care if somebody criticizes me. Me being able to cry out to God and get what I need is worth any judgment that people can put on me. You go ahead and use that today. Because the devil don't want you to have it. He don't want you to find this connection. He don't want you to make a connection with the Lord. But if you humble yourself today and you just say Lord I need some help then I promise you he will meet you where you're at. He will meet you this morning. He's already here. He's already here and I promise you the vessel that's going to be ministering this morning, it's my father-in-law and I've watched I mean me and him have, <laughs> we've been at Fort Payne church about the about the same amount of time. And me and him we've had some disagreements. We've had some struggles, and we've worked through some things, and I can tell you, I've gained a lot of respect for that man because he is real in his relationship with God. He is 100% real, and if he doesn't get something or doesn't know the answer, he'll tell you. He ain't going to try to make something up, but he's real, and the God that he knows and that lives in him is real. And I've seen God use him to deliver people. I've seen God use him to heal people. I've seen God use him to counsel people and get people's lives on track. God will use him today. God will use him today if you will pull on God. Don't pull on, you can pull on him, but I'm saying get your focus on the Lord and God will meet your need. Because I can tell you there are plenty of people in here today that God has made made himself real to. And the Vessel that will be ministering this morning, he's one of them. And I got the utmost confidence in him because he hears from the Lord. So I'm going to ask you today, if you'll stand on your feet and reverence the Lord, and you welcome him this morning, and you open your heart to the Lord, and you prepare yourself for God to do something in you. Prepare yourself. Purpose in your mind right now. Purpose in your mind. Go ahead right now. Purpose in your mind. Say, Lord, I need a change today. Do not let me leave this place without a change. God, I don't care how small and I don't care how big. God, I need a change. And I'm not accepting anything less than the change I need. You make that purpose in your heart today. You make that purpose in your heart that you are not leaving. I don't care if it comes down to the offering being received and the final prayer being prayed. You don't let go until God meets your need today. You don't let go until God meets your need because he is here this morning. He is here. Thank you, Lord, brother.
2: Hallelujah. Give the Lord a... Big hand clap of praise i'm happy to be here i'm going to step back here just for a minute. I can't promise you i'll stay back here because I'm not a a pulpit preacher I'm going to be out there and running around. Hallelujah because I love the Lord and there's just something about it. I just can't stand still when i get to when I get to move and I feel already I'm confined Hallelujah, ready to bust out, but you know, I just love the Lord this morning I'm happy to be here and uh you know that was a great. <laughs> introduction I wasn't expecting all that from my son-in-law but you know take your eyes off me this morning take your eyes off me this morning if you know I'll I'll get down here and, and, and preach behind this so you can't see me and hide myself if you're going to focus on me this morning I'm not no elegant preacher there's nothing in me that's good I only except the Spirit of God what he reveals to me and what he does and how he uses me that's the only thing that's good about me is, is is His righteousness on the inside of me. Hallelujah. And I want you to know today that I, I, I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to, to preach in this church. I'm so thankful for Sister Pat uh, and Sister Garland. Is that who the church was? Is that who it was? Granny Garland, am I right? That's what everybody calls her. I'm so thankful and happy for her and her dedication with the Lord to, for this building to, to, uh, to, to want to establish, to want there be a place for somebody to come and seek refuge and lift up the name of Jesus. You know, that's why I'm here today, to lift up the name of Jesus. You know, I, I know that we may be preparing to eat and everything afterwards. No, I ain't forgotten. I know what time it is, but you know what? I ain't. Wor- I mean, you know, I, I know I've heard that we're having chicken and I love chicken, but let me tell you something. After I eat that chicken, let me tell you, just get serious for a minute. You're going to understand what I'm saying. After we eat this meal out here uh, this afternoon, by about 6 or 7 o'clock tonight, you're going to be hungry again. You're going to be hungry again. But let me tell you something. There's a living word. There's a bread of life, and there's a water that can sustain you, that you can leave here full. You can leave here running over. You can leave here satisfied. I mean, you know, I, I mean, you can leave here, I mean, satisfied. You can leave here a victor. You can leave here victorious. You can leave here more than a conqueror. We can really leave here being what the Word says we can be. And that's who I come to declare to you today. Because the Lord, you know, I've the Lord's been dealing with me about, I always get real nervous when it comes, you know. I mean, I can preach at the drop of a hat and, you know, I I, I can get a message together, but, you know, I really don't want to have, I didn't bring you a message today. I wanted to bring you something that God has spoke to me, especially for you today, for the ones that are here today. You know, and I pastor a church and, you know, and so many times, you know, uh, uh, we, we kind of get in a routine of doing things and everything, but, you know, I, I, I try not to get in no routine about anything because God... It's not in a box. When you think you, uh, you know, when you, only thing that contains God in a box is this right here, His Word. But let me tell you something. Our knowledge is very limited.
1: Hallelujah. You know,
2: He's made known to us what He wants to make known. Us, but there's mysteries, and, and the mysteries of God is being revealed. I don't know if you understand that today, but the mysteries of God is being revealed. Let me tell you what that mystery is: it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. There's a Christ that comes to live on the inside of you, not just to save you, not just, I mean, He he's he, somebody that's gonna live on the inside of you to be there with you, where you can actually lay hold of Him. He's coming to possess you so you can really be like Him. That's what Paul, that's what He said. That's where, that. that's all. It won't, since we've become a Christian, I want to, uh, you know, it, we didn't just become a Christian just to be saved and just to uh, go to heaven, you know that, you know, that ain't, we may seemingly think that as we're introduced to the gospel, but you know it, it's not supposed to stop there. We're supposed to have victory in our life. We're supposed to be a light unto others. We're supposed to, I mean, we're we're supposed to be able to pray that prayer of faith. We're supposed to live in victory. We're not supposed to be bound up. We're not supposed to, you know, we're not supposed to be bound by everything. We're not supposed to follow our emotions. We're supposed to be, we're really supposed to be a new creature in Christ Jesus. I mean, I I know that we've all might have had, you know, an experience with God People call it a born-again experience with the Lord where, 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 where He changes you, where He forgives you of your sin and, and, and He changes something in your spirit and there's something in you crying out, Abba, Father. Let me tell you something. There's something more than that, Sister Susie. There's a victorious life that we can live. And when I look at the church, now I'm telling the truth. You can say, oh, me, and you can say, oh, me. But as I look at the church as a whole, I look at my life sometimes. I'll use my own self an example. I never, I don't just preach to the congregation. I preach to myself. So if I step on your toes today, let me tell you something. My, my, you know, I, I, I wear shoes and I, and I usually like to get my toes a little longer so I can so I can crunch them up so I so I don't step on my toes so much. So you know, I, if it's step on, if I step on your toes, let me tell you something. I'm stepping on my own toes because the same word that I preach to you. I have to be careful that I'm not made a castaway. Hallelujah, I'm held just because God may anoint me, God may use me, God may choose to do something in my life. You know what, it's really up to me to go on and know the Lord, what He's really saying and what He's really speaking. You know, just because we preach, we don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers this morning, but I do have a few answers that God has given me to share with you today and God begin to speak to me and begin to deal with me over the past several days uh, about what the, what he wants the church to come into. He wants us to be in victory. So if you're here today and you need healing, reach out. God will heal you today. You know, God is not limited to me laying hands on you. God is not limited to me laying hands on you. Let me tell you that woman with the issue of blood, she was healed before the for the man for Jesus laid hands on her virtue will go out. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God is here. You can be seated or stand up. You can run the aisles. It won't matter to me. Hallelujah. I feel liberty in here today. Hallelujah. And I just, I, I just want to share with you today some things that God has given me. I want to bring you forward today. Hallelujah. You know, the Lord visited us. New Year's, there was a several ministers, and we got together praying and seeking the Lord and where He's going to take us. And let me tell you something, I might have had an experience with God. Hallelujah. I had a day of Pentecostal experience. You say, well, Brother Mike, so have I. have too, and you may have. I've had many experiences with God, but I haven't had an experience like God he did, he did something to me, Sister Susie. He come down and he sat down on the inside of me. He began to change me. I'm talking about just this, this year. He began to take me into new avenues and new areas of my life. And I've been changed since then. You know, sometimes I don't even recognize myself, Brother Don. Sometimes I try to think, you know. I try to make things fit the way that I used to know. I mean, a lot of y'all don't know anything about me. I was raised in a Baptist church and uh, then a Methodist church. And then I was out of church for a long time, and I began to go to some tent revivals, and I had an experience with the Holy Ghost, but yet was not really ready for the Holy Ghost, wasn't ready to give my life up, and let the Holy Ghost really work in in, in me, you know, I I seen a guy doing miracles, and people was doing all kind of things, and in my mind, I was thinking, well, God, you know, he could be paying them to do that, come on, all of you thought of it, don't look at me like I'm crazy, all of y'all have all wondered, well, I don't know if that's real or not. I don't know if that's real or not. I had those same ways, but let me tell you something. I, 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 I was about 23 years old and really I wasn't, I'm going to tell you something I wasn't serving God. I was just going to, to church and you know call myself a Christian but yet I was doing all kinds of other things and I was dipping, you know, and it don't, may not sound very big to you, but let me tell you something. if you bound on something, it's a big deal it don't matter. It don't matter. Let me tell you something. It don't matter to Jesus. I don't care if you're bound on drugs and alcohol. I don't care if you're if you're bound by a gay and lesbian spirit. I don't care if you're bound by by, uh, by fornication spirit. I don't care what you're bound by. Dipping drugs, ever what? The, you know, a lot of people, a lot of church calls it little sins and big sins. Let me tell you something. there ain't no little sin. there ain't no big sin. They're sin. And I serve a God that will deliver you from sin. That was his purpose. He gave you grace and he shed his blood to cover you from your sin and he gives you forgiveness. And now he, what, he's, what he's also did, it made known to you a power of the living God, the power of the living Christ. That's what the Holy Ghost is, to empower you to live above sin. So let's quit frustrating, hallelujah, grace. You say, Brother Mike, uh, uh, you, you you got all the sin out of your life. Well, I can sit here and tell you, no, I do not because my heart is wicked above all things. And it will deceive me. So if I lean on to my own understanding, if I lean on the things of my heart and I don't give the Lord the fullness of my heart, something may creep up on me, but I don't practice sin. But I believe there's a victory in Jesus. Where I can overcome sin. Even though the sin, I believe there's a, a, a transformation, I believe of the heart. If we're really supposed to be a, a new creature in Christ Jesus, and we're supposed to be made after Him and His image and His likeness, hallelujah, amen, and oh me, then we can be just like He did. We can walk a sinless life. Have I reached that place yet? No, sir, no, ma'am, I haven't reached that place yet, but I believe that it's a place that we ought to strive for, and I believe it's a place that we can obtain. If not, Jesus wouldn't have been my example. He was an example. You know, if you give an example, two plus two is, is four. It's always going to be four. That's how you get it. Well, Jesus, he walked the sinless life. He overcome this carnal mind. Let me tell you, the devil, the devil, you know, Jesus... He's got victory over the devil. The Son of God was manifested for this reason that the works of the devil may be destroyed. Quit giving the devil all this credit. Hallelujah. Quit giving him all this credit. Quit giving him power. Quit giving him dominion over you. Hallelujah. So we got to refuse. Hallelujah. The, the scripture was quoted. In here a while ago that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take us by foot. Let me tell you something. Jesus told them. They was wondering where the kingdom was. Now the kingdom over here, over there, they're looking everywhere for the kingdom. And Jesus said, well, the kingdom is within men. The kingdom of God is within you. It's within men. It's, and you know where the battle is? The battle, hallelujah, ain't necessarily out there in the world. Jesus has done overcome the world. What is in the world? The lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh. And he overcome that. I have problems with that still. Amen or oh me. (laughs) Amen or oh me. I still have problems with that. Sometimes (laughs) I like to have some things. There ain't nothing wrong with things. I like to have a nice truck. I, you know, God, I, 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 when I was serving God before He pulled me off the, the job and, and brought me to Fort Payne, me and my wife both was on the job. We had a good, I had a good salary. She had a great salary. We could do anything. Let me tell you something. We could do anything that we wanted to do. Anything. You know, within reason, we weren't millionaires or anything like that. But I'm saying we, we had made a good living and we could go as long as we was working we could have vehicles we could have homes we could go on vacations two or three times a year we had the kids out we put them through college and everything we put my wife we put her through college and we started out early and we got all that and now you know we was in our early 40s and the kids was out of the house and now we were working and putting up hallelujah putting up in the 401k putting up in retirement we could have did anything that we wanted brother elders and then god Hallelujah, begin to call upon my heart, begin to call and, and, and want me to start a church. And, you know, and he, he, had me, he had told me he was going to make me a pastor of a church. So I started looking for buildings. And I told my wife, I said, you know, I told her what the Lord had spoke to me, but I didn't tell my pastor. That's when I was still sitting under Brother John. And I still sat under him. But because this is what I believe, I, I know God sent me to help. My pastor, because God pulled me out of one church, out of the Church of God, and sent me up to Fort Payne, Alabama, and we drove. It's a two-hour drive, and without God, you can't make a two-hour drive commitment. I don't, you know, but look here. You can't make a 15-minute commitment. Let me tell you something. I know a God. I know the God that I'm preaching about. If I've seen all the miracles and everything that my pastor, know I haven't experienced a lot of things. But what I have experienced in God, I know Him as that God, and I know what He's trying to reveal to me and in me and through me. And you know what? He don't want it to be no secret. It just ain't limited for the preachers. He wants that to be. He wants that to be in the whole body. I read Hallelujah in the Book of Revelations. Hallelujah about God coming back, going to step into church without spot, without blemish. There's going to be some people, let me tell you something. There's going to be a people, I don't know, you may have to put this on the shelf, hallelujah. There's going to be a people that Jesus steps in. And I'm going to use this word, nobody likes to use this word. They like to use this word of, about the devil. But let me tell you something, They're going to be a people who the Lord Jesus Christ possesses. And they're going to be just like him, they're going to have his mindset Paul talks about it. You say, "Well, brother Mike, I don't believe with, I don't agree with that." Well, the Scripture's full of it. It says, "Paul says, let this mind be in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus." Let me tell you something. When we get this mind in us, you're gonna be a lot, you're gonna be like him. You're gonna be able to do the things he done. You're gonna be able to do the things that he's doing now. Hallelujah. I came to preach this morning about the Christ. And I'm going to get to it, hallelujah, because you know the, I'm going to preach you about Jesus. And then I'm going to preach you about the Christ, hallelujah. And what I'm telling you, there's something that God wants to do in the people. So we'll have victory and live a triumph life. I didn't say we weren't going to have problems. You know what? When this lost and dying world out here, when they see Christians go through the same thing that they go through, but yet we go through, hallelujah, with a, with a, with a good attitude, Attitude means something. <laughs> Sometimes I find myself going through something and God, God ain't, you know what, I ain't never been any, through anything since I've been serving God that he had not allowed me to go through. The devil just cannot jump on you if you're serving God. If you ain't serving God, it'd be a different story. But as long as you're serving God and doing the best of your ability... Now, come on, or are we doing the best of our ability? You know, when I was in the world, whoo! Man, when I was in the world, I could, I, I could do those things in the world. You know, but I thought about what Brother Christopher said. You know, but when we get to serving God sometimes, and I, I, I believe it or not, I'm really, when I first come to God, I, there's a lot of things that I said I'd never do. I used to pray with a man, and he'd get so loud. I'm like, my God, God, you're not deaf. Come on, all of y'all thought about this. Come on, I'm not trying. I mean, I'm telling you. I can get down where you live. I've been there where you live. And I ain't afraid to tell the truth. See, there's some preachers, hallelujah, they're going to act so high and mighty above you like they ain't never been somewhere. That's not me, because God told me to tell the truth. And guess what? The truth's going to make you free. I've been where you've been. I've been ashamed to praise God. I've been ashamed to holler, hallelujah. You know, but hollering never sets you free. But my Lord, sometimes let me tell you, let me get, let me give you a, a, a little illustration. If you, uh, you know what? If I'm at a ball game, and I know maybe none of y'all go to ball games, but I, I went to ball games and I was able to serve God and I played ball. But i would give I've give it up. But I would still go play some ball now if I was in shape to do it, had somebody to do it with. Ain't nothing wrong with that, to me. Now, if God convicts you of doing it, then you better you better quit doing it. But I'm telling you, you know, boy, we could we we could do everything. We could holler, we could clap and stand up, you know. And then when we get in the service, you know, and we don't want to we don't want to magnify God or do anything like that. And you know what? That I, I become a scripture uh, that happened to me. I just heard it preaching one time. And let me tell you something. It from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh." You know, and you can put that to anything. You know, if you've if, if, if you got trouble with cussing, if you've got trouble with saying things, a negative attitude, apply that scripture to your life. Realize that you've accepted Jesus. If you've been baptized... You know, in the name of Jesus, if you've, if you've come up from the water, what are you confessing? What do you want your testimony to be? Is it just that you know, what, what is your, if you're alive, if you're telling everybody that he did something in your life, but yet you're not manifesting what you're saying he did, do you know the Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Do you know the Jesus as of this Bible? Do you really, I mean, do you really know him? If you're like, you know, because let me tell you something. If you know somebody and you know about them and they're changing their life and they're pouring something into you just in the natural. I got a lot, I, I sat under Pastor Meadows, so a lot of things I picked up over the years from him. Not that I'm following a man, I follow the God in him. But you know what? But if you, you know, just like some of y'all are fathers in here, and if you do things, your son automatically does like that. You know, and when you've been married long enough to your mates, sometimes y'all say and do the things. That, you know, it's, it's totally, you ever just had you and your mate sitting around, and all of a sudden the same thing comes out of your mouth. Because y'all been hanging around each other. Y'all been paying attention to each other. Y'all learned from each other. Now your thinking comes the same way. Well, that's just a natural, hallelujah. No, everybody, it's okay to do these natural things, but these spiritual things. You, your soul is what Jesus said. Your soul is what Jesus saved. That's the spiritual thing. Jesus is wanting to fill you up from the inside out. That's what he's wanting to do. First of all, there's got to be a work on the inside. And when that work, because let me tell you something. I've tried to, you know, man will tell you you got to do this and tell you you got to do that. Let me tell you something. I've tried to go man's way. I've tried to put off. I've tried to pray. I've tried to fast. I've tried to uh, my Lord hallelujah I tried Man told me you got to wear long sleeves you can't wear short pants I don't know how you feel or don't feel on that really it don't make me no difference hallelujah because I'm going to live how God convicts me to do it I don't care if you wear your hair all the way down to your ankles or I don't care if you, if you cut it up to your shoulders I don't care about that that's not what I'm looking for I'm looking for some fruits of the spirit hallelujah you know I don't measure God by how long you wear your dress or how long you wear your hair I measure God by how you live your life do I have things that I believe God cleans us up yes I do but also that being a pastor of a church I, I have to a lot of times just you know I just take my handkerchief out and rub my head thinking you know okay Lord you got to work patience and long-suffering in me because we know that people, we know that people, when they come to the Lord, they're not going to do everything right. My God, I didn't. I'm still learning. And I'm the pastor, and I'm still learning. So i got to have patience and long-suffering. And i still got to pray to God how to counsel them, how to help them come out of the place. Hallelujah. My Lord, hallelujah. I didn't think the Lord was going to go this way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hot in here to me. Y'all give the Lord a hand clap. Let me get me a drink. I'm just getting warmed up. I'm waiting on the ground to dry out there. Y'all want to eat, don't you? Don't want to get your food messed up. We can, we can give it a few minutes. Let the ground dry. I see the sun coming out. Hallelujah! That the ground's going to dry, and that chicken's still going to be hot when we get out there. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Those people in here, I know, they need the Lord to meet a need today. And the Lord wants to meet your need today, and He will meet your need today. Hallelujah. My God, but I've been thanking the Lord last night, or yesterday evening, He began talking to me about uh, that Paul. I don't know if you could, uh, I don't know if I'll go to my Bible and read Scriptures or not right now, but I just want to tell you what the Lord really had been dealing with me on. And God began to, to talk to me about the book of Acts, and I don't know if you know the story about or not, but in uh, in the book of Acts in 17 where Paul goes up to Athens there and he play, and there's all of these philosophers and these people that claim him to serve God. And he walks by this place and there's an inscription on a tomb or a marker or whatever you want to call it. And it says, to the unknown God. And they were worshiping this and the Lord began to deal with me. Sister Susie, the Lord began to to, begin to speak to me. The Lord began to stir me in my spirit. Hallelujah. And he said, let me tell you something. I'm not trying to offend you today. But I'm going to try to point out something to you today that you may or you may not know about God. These things of God that's unknown to us. Let me tell you something. There's a mystery of God. Paul talks about he was taken up to the third heavens and things was not lawful for him to utter. That God showed him. And things have been locked up. And if you go into the book of Revelations and read about some things. they some books and they some things. they some mysteries that has been sealed. But let me tell you. I'm telling you right now that the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God has been opened up to people. I'm no longer searching for a kingdom. I've stepped into a kingdom. And I'm going to begin walking in the kingdom. I'm no more waiting. The Lord said, let me tell you something. When that, but you may not put, let me tell you something. It's all how you think and it's all how you believe. It's all who you have faith in or what you don't have faith in is what you're going to be able to do and go for in Jesus. There's some, people, there's some people at my church sitting around. They don't believe it, Sister Susie. They say, well, when you possess it, I'll get it. No, you won't. No, you don't work that way. Just because, brother, you can get this, the kingdom of God. I could be preaching the kingdom of God. But there could be something in my heart and in my mind that I could be reserved and not giving totally over to God. It doesn't matter what it is. But you could possess the kingdom of God Inside of you, Jesus could sit down inside of you, change you, transform you uh, deeper than you already have been before and leave me just like I am. And I'm going on chasing. So let me tell you something. There's going to be a lot of people sitting on the side of the hill watching people push the wagon up and they thinking they're going to be able to jump on that wagon and ride it down. Let me tell you something. Hallelujah. Oh, the, 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 the kingdom of heaven, it suffers violence. If you're not prepared to get violent. With inside yourself, if you're not prepared to get violent uh, with your carnal mind and and begin to understand that it is your worst enemy. The devil's not your worst enemy. The devil's, let me tell you something, the devil's defeated. He is defeated. The devil is defeated. Quit giving, you know, we give him power. <laughs> if you tell him he's able to do something, then i I'm telling you, he'll 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 take a hold over you. But Jesus made you more than a conqueror. The Spirit of the Living Christ, the Spirit of the Resurrected Christ, the Spirit that has all power, has all authority, wants to live and abide inside you. Let me tell you something. That's the Spirit. You got to earnest to that. You don't got everything that you need. If we had ever, if you had everything that you need, today, why are not we still struggling with things? Woo, why are we depressed? Why are we sick? Why we need something from God? We need God's help. Why is our life a mess? Why is kid? Come on. Why is our family life a mess? Amen. Oh man. I know I stepped on toes. Boom. I was preaching good, and then all of a sudden I started meddling. Let me tell you something. Jesus wants to meddle in your life. He wants to meddle in your life. He wants to meddle. He's got to be the center of your life. And he's got to meddle to get there. He's got to show you the things that's the center of your life. He's not going to let no God be before him. Let me tell you something. It's easy to make. Come on, I got a grandbaby back there and she's with us. And, I, you know, I ain't ashamed to, to say everything. Sometimes i air out my dirty laundry. If it'll help somebody, then i air out my dirty laundry. Hallelujah. Her mama and her daddy don't live right he's called of God but he runs from God they got married they can't stay together They're in and out and they both want to do their own thing she lives in Cocoa Beach Florida and he lives in my house Alabama, I live in Fort Payne, me and my wife, we left everything. I come off the job and left everything. Me and my wife both come off the job and left everything and moved to Fort Payne. We totally live by faith. Let me tell you something. Sometimes I wonder, Brother Donald, if my faith is going to fail me or not. I'm constantly asking God. If you don't know where the light bill is going to come from, if you don't know. You know, I got retirement. Let me tell you something. I'm 46. Fixing to be 47. If I was 59 and a half, I could take some out, and it wouldn't cost me any much. But any time I do with my money, it's gone. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> it wouldn't matter if you had a million dollars, and God's trying to work faith in you. He's going to wait, hallelujah, Till that's gone, hallelujah. He's going to wait till they come on. I'm going to tell you. You don't understand it. You can put back. I had some money put back. I had some money put back. I had a good bit put back to buy a house. I had a good bit ba- put back to do this. Let me tell you something. I got my house paid for. I got my vehicles paid for. But let me tell you something. I'm renting a house now. God won't let me buy one. Hallelujah. God won't let any, you know, this house I wanted to buy, I, I know wanted to praise for. And this guy, he's asking, I mean, it appraised for $100,000.
1: And I had, I
2: got it. I said, man, I'm going to pay this man cash. And, man, I'm going to be easy to serve God. Come on, all y'all men think about. It. I'm telling you things about God. What you think about serving God? You can think, well, if I can get a vehicle, and you going, yeah, all y'all thinking, now, well, brother Mike's doing real good. Walk in my shoes. Walk what I have to walk. Do what I have to do. We well, got his vehicle, and he's got one house paid for. Want to sell that and do that? You can't do nothing unless God allows you. It don't matter what I try to do. It don't matter what I try to do unless God ordains it. I can't do it. They so I mean I, I can see so much. They so let me tell you something, brother. There's a lot of stuff in the natural that I had planned out. <laughs> my family, I go ahead and air out your dirty laundry. My family, we got property on the lake. My dad was offered two point five million dollars. For my dad's passed away, I got a brother and a sister. And I'm thinking, you know, after my you know my dad passed away, it's ours, I can sell this, man. I'm gonna be all right and we can preach this gospel. See already see what people's thinking, man he had he got two point five million dollars worth of property, it'd be easy to step out on God. (laughs) You know what? That land's so messed up I can't even sell it. I can't. It's so messed up. I can't even say it. I can't find deeds. I can't find all this, and my family's owned it for years and years. Come on, God will find a way. When you, you know, He'll find a way. Who you are going to see? It's easy to serve God when you got everything thought out and you got everything at hand to do everything. It's easy. It's easy to serve God like that. Well, now I've I, I just told it. You know, finally, I got. I mean, I got. We got loggers. We got all kind of things. I, I got a fam- I got a family dispute on some more property that 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 we that I was supposed to come into. I mean, you know, and and now the whole family's blew up over it and split up. And I ain't you know I ain't even been in on all that. I just told them they can fight and fuss and do whatever they want to do on that. But you know what? It ain't worked out the way that I had planned it to work out. I had a nice plan. But not only that, God he he moved me to Fort Payne. You think I wanted to be in Fort Payne and, and preach to, 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 to <laughs> Can I go ahead and say it? I said I airing out dirty laundry. You know, I, I I didn't want to go to Fort Payne and preach to a bunch of Meteorites. Hallelujah. I didn't want I didn't want so I didn't want to come up there. I didn't want to go up there and preach to people. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. What I I make that I, I call them meteorites because they've been birthed up under come up under brother matter and they take him and that, that's really all they want that's really all they want let me tell you something hallelujah God don't give you what you want he gives you what you need he gives you to a place hallelujah yeah you know no I'm not God didn't uh, uh but, but let me tell you something God spoke and told him that that pastor matter took him as far as he could take them and he put me in, into a place to take them into the kingdom you think I asked for that no let me tell you something. I came out of a church, hallelujah. My God, they had a bunch of young people in it. Man, I was doing just fine. They would. They would I mean, just fine, man. They had music. They had all kind of things. The things, what I thought was church. We had a movement of God, and he moved me up, hallelujah, someplace. I, and that's the first place when God told me he was going to make me a pastor. I started looking for a building, and finally I told God, and I told my wife sister Susie I told her I come in before we had revival one that I told her I said I'm fixing to do what God told me to do right or wrong some people need to make their mind up you're gonna do what God tells you to do right or wrong and get your spirit right get the right motivation right not just doing something for God because you think in your own ability but but get, get know that God has called you to do something and say, I'm fixing to do it, God. I'm fixing to do it. And I told my wife, I said, look here. I'm giving this two weeks. I'm, I said, I, and she, you know, she was faithful with me. My wife, she's back there, and she stands with me. I said, look, I'm going to quit this job. And I said, I'm going to get a building. And I said, we're fixing to have a church because God spoke to me and told me I was going to be a pastor. When he first called me to preach, he put a spirit of a pastor in me. That's what I've always wanted to be. I, you know, even though I was being an evangelist and I loved preaching on the tent and I loved being a, a front man, I loved that. But, I, but, but God put me, He wanted, I mean, I always I wanted to be a pastor. I wanted to help people. I wanted to lead people in the right way want to share with them. I want to see them grow in God. It makes me more happy to see you grow in God and for God to use you and for you to preach and me sit and listen to you and, you know, and see what God is doing in your life than it does for me to preach. I love to preach, but I would like to see some fruit of labor. That's what we're in here. That, that, that's what it is. I want to see the church. I want to see people come forth and grow in God. So I told my wife, I said, this is it. And she said, well, okay, whatever you want to do. Man, that nobody, I didn't tell my pastor, I didn't tell nobody. I said, I'm going to believe God. I said, I said, because God ain't speaking to me. Anybody ever been to a place where God ain't spoke to you? Are you trying to, come on, we've all been to a place that we can't have any decision we can make. We can't even really make a decision because we don't know if it's right or wrong or we just, we just feel uneasy. Look, don't make a decision in your uneasiness. <laughs> Woo! Don't make no decision in your uneasiness. But sometimes you've got to make up your mind and let God know that you're in purpose in your spirit what you're going to do in order for Him to talk to you. And you've got to be in a place to listen. Now let me tell you something. My flesh wanted a church in Coleman, Alabama. I done had a building picked out. I done had a name. God, give me a name of the church. Say, God didn't do that. You say whatever you want to say. I know when God speaks to me. <laughs> Maybe I'll start another church somewhere. Maybe, who knows? Maybe down the road. I can't worry about it, but I do know. So I went to this revival. Here I am. I had told nobody but my wife. And this woman of God was ministering. And hadn't been long. I'm sitting there and I don't even think of it. Man, I'm, I mean, I'm praising the Lord. and You know, I'm... I'm in the service, you know. I'm I'm just want God to do something in me, not even thinking about anything. She come right up to me. and She said, "What you're fixing to do? You're not supposed to do it. Stand still." <laughs> My wife looks at me and points at me. Said, "Got your answer." Now you think I wanted? You think I wanted to stand still? I've been sitting on this three years. God called me to pastor the church. You know, and it wasn't too long. It was, what, was it maybe a year later, six months later, wasn't it? About six months later, he moved pastor and set me in. And even pastor, he had told me, you know, God had spoke to him about me being a pastor. And here he was was telling me, you might need to go to Coleman and start finding your place to have some meetings and do all this. He didn't even know what God was fixing to do. So there's some unknown parts of God that when we're serving God that we don't know. But God, that, when Paul seen them people and seen that stone, it said to the unknown God. And these people worship this God. And the Lord began to tell me that these people in my church and they know me in salvation. They know me. They believe that I can heal. They read the Bible, but they really don't know me. You understand they really don't know me who I am they don't know I mean they, they're, they're doing their best to serve me so he told me to declare the unknown God to somebody this morning. let me tell you something. There's an unknown God. Hallelujah. Uh, there's some parts of Him that I don't know. There's some parts of Him that Pastor Matter does not know. Hallelujah. We don't know everything about the living Christ. We may know Jesus, the man. We may know a Jesus that hung on that cross and, and died for our sins and covered us. We may have experience with uh, the Pentecostal experience. We're able to speak in tongues. Hallelujah. But let me tell you something. God wants to live in us to the fullness. Hallelujah. He wants to live in you to the fullness. He wants you to have dominion. He wants you to have dominion over every circumstance. He don't want you to be upset. Hallelujah. Uh, when all hell breaks loose in your family. He don't want you to be upset when you get a report. Hallelujah. That you're going to die of cancer. He don't want to be upset. Hallelujah. Uh, when, you, when your loved ones are running from God. Hallelujah. He don't want you to be upset. And be worried about it. He wants you to have full of confidence that He's well able to deliver anybody out of the mess that they're in. Hallelujah. He wants you to have power and authority. He wants you to to exhort that power and authority. Let me tell you something. Jesus learned from the things that He suffered. Hallelujah. He was a man just like me and you. He 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 was created just like me and you. He left from His Godhead. Hallelujah. He became a man just like me and you. And if he was a man like me and like you, that's what the Bible says. He didn't take on the form of God. Let me tell you something. If he was God, he couldn't have been tempted in the wilderness. Because the Bible says that God can't be tempted and either tempts man. That's what the Word says. The God part of Jesus wasn't tempted. But yet he was tempted. Who was tempted? The man part. His human Fleshly emotions, his mind, that part. And the Bible don't say let the mind that is in Jesus be in you. It don't say let the mind that is in Jesus Christ. Come on. Listen to the mystery. It don't say let the mind that is in Jesus Christ be in you. It says let this mind that is in Christ Jesus be in you. Let me tell you something. When Jesus, hallelujah, He had to be that Lamb of God. He had to pay for the sins. He had to do all of this. He had to conquer the devil just like you and me. Let me tell you something. He referred to Himself as the Son of Man. In other words, the Spirit of God would come on Jesus and He would resist sin just the same way the Bible tells us to do. (laughs) he was the son of God the the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in him bodily yes sir yes ma'am he did after the resurrection hallelujah if the fullness of the Godhead lived in him hallelujah he couldn't have died upon the cross he couldn't have been tempted he couldn't have been tempted he couldn't have suffered God don't suffer but he cared enough for you and I To live in this world, just like me and you live, you say you're cutting down Jesus. No, 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 no. Because that's what a lot of people hear. Oh, you're degrading my Jesus. No. If you get it, if you understand it, if you understand where He wants you, where what He understood, you know, Jesus had to die a physical death. Let me tell you something, because He was the Lamb sent from God. To pay the price for your sin, his blood had to be shed. It had to be put on the mercy seat, and that was the grace of God that did all that you wouldn't worthy for. But He made an entrance, Hallelujah! It said that the veil, which was His flesh, was rent. He overcame the flesh. It wasn't necessarily just that flesh on the cross when He walked. When He, what do you think Jesus suffered? Hallelujah. We're supposed to experience the same death and the same suffering. That's what Paul said, that he wants to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Me and you ain't going to have to suffer no stripes. Not necessarily. That's not the sufferings Jesus was talking about or Paul was talking about. Let me tell you something. When Jesus was in the garden fixing to go to the cross, that was the suffering. When his tears came like a, in blood, drops of blood, when he was going to do the go to the cross and be absent of the Spirit of God, when the last, I believe, the last struggle that he had with his humanality, with his human, human part before he really just, because he said, Lord, let this cup, pay. if there's a way, let this pass from me, but there was no other way. He had to sell out to the Lord. You say, well, Jesus has always sold out to the Lord. I believe that he. I believe that when he come out of the garden, I believe he had a he had a power that was over his carnal mind. But let me tell you something. We got the Spirit of Christ living inside of us, but yet we don't want to overcome the carnal mind. The carnal mind is what makes you sin. You don't do something. Come on. I heard a lot of things, you know, a lot of preachers coming up and all of a sudden they just be on the evangelistic field and go to the motel and all of a sudden fall in bed and, uh, and cheat on their wives, another woman. That's a lie, hallelujah, come on. Ain't no man praying and fasting and doing all this kind of stuff. Sister Susie. I don't care what they say, they've been entertaining something in their mind. Say, Brother Mike, you ain't never been there. How you know where I've been? Let me tell you something. I I know one thing. And if you'll be honest with yourself, you ain't got to be honest with me. If you be honest with yourself, you ain't never did nothing. But you ain't thought about it first and did it. You ain't never committed no sin without thinking about, I'm going to do this. Because if you knew it was sin, you had to think about it. You knew the difference, wrong and right, and you had to choose to do wrong. Well, you said, I've made a mistake. There's a lot of things that, that I didn't realize uh, that God hadn't made known to me, hadn't convicted me of. You may do that. And then God show you, well, that was wrong, and then you can't do that no more. Well, that ain't necessary. I mean, God, if you didn't know what sin the what Paul said before the law, he didn't know what sin was. Abraham, that was before the law. They didn't know what sin was. But once you got a law, God shows you a law in your heart and writes a commandment not to do this. And you can't do it. You got to think about it. You got you to consciously think about it. Is this wrong or is this right? And we just choose to do what flesh wants to do. So, I ain't, so I'm one of these people. I just, i am not going I'm not going to give, you know, I give the congregation sometimes a break, but I ain't giving no people called of God a break. If you call yourself a preacher, I'm not giving you a break. You got a standard to hold up. You the very reason why people do not come to church and serve God. That's what I tell them. I, you know, I work with I, you know with people being deacons and all this or elders of the church. And it worked to have a foul mouth and they doing all this kind of stuff. Looking at porn, doing all this kind of stuff. Laughing at the dirty jokes and all that. No. They, I said, you're the reason. You're the reason people won't serve God a lot of times. Because they see you're supposed to be an example. And you're taking the Lord's name in vain. Oh, well, I, I don't say that dirty word. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Hallelujah. You take the Lord's When you take on the name Lord Jesus, when you're baptized... You take on the name Lord Jesus. Amen or oh me. Does everybody understand that? You take on the name of Lord Jesus. And you're telling everybody what you're expressing. If we take you down there to the creek and baptize you, when you come up, you're saying, I'm a new creature, and I'm going to follow after this name, this man named Jesus. He saved me, and I'm going to let him be my leader, and he's going to guide me. That's what you're saying. I'm going to follow after his commandments, and I'm going to be a Christian. Hallelujah. Well, if you do something contrary to his word, You've took his name on in vain. Kind of makes you want to walk your step now. Yeah, we we're Christians. We ought to watch our steps. What happened to that? We ought to live sanctified lives. Lord's been on me to sanctification and telling me I'm going to have to sanctify my life more. You know what? I don't like that. (laughs) Well, Brother Mike. No, because part of me has got to die. Well, let me tell you something. God is the God of the living. We established that at the first of the, uh, 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 of the service here. Well, let me tell you something. Jesus, he died, and now he lives forever, evermore. Through his death and his resurrection, he gained all power, all authority over everything. He gained power over spiritual death at the resurrection. He had power over physical death because he laid, raised up Lazarus. But let me tell you something. you go going read the Old Testament. There was men and uh, God that raised up people from the dead. <laughs> I'm going to say something that I'm getting ready to close, I think. One guy told me, he said, don't be telling me you're going to close. I'll sit there as long as you preach, but you tell me you're going to close and then don't, you a liar. God so understand that it makes sense, don't it? What Jesus, who Jesus do you know? Do you know that resurrected Christ that lives on the inside of you that wants to bring you to a place of victory in every part of your life? Because that's the one you have to know, Brother Elder. That's the one. That's the one, that, that's the one that Paul, when he come to them, when they ask him about the Holy Ghost, it wasn't just, come on, hallelujah. The, I was in the church of God, hallelujah. And you know, and I, I love that. I learned a lot in the church of God, but all that we learned to, to really teach and preach was when you got the, got the gifts and you spoke in tongues, hot dog, you had everything of God, but yet I've seen people go out. I've I seen them, brother. I've seen them. They couldn't live a clean life. But yet they got the fullness of God, lives in it. Well, the Bible says that bitter water and sweet water, they can't shed fountain. And the Bible says you can't serve two masters. You'll either love one and you'll hate the other. And the Bible never says He gives us all of His Spirit. It says we have an earnest of the Spirit. I'm not doubting what you have in the Holy Ghost. It's took you this far. What you've got and what I've gotten, the Holy Ghost has took me from faith to faith to faith to faith to faith. Some people in here, the Holy Ghost that they have and the experience with God has took them this far. But a lot of them, they're ready to give up. A lot of people just ready to, I'm not saying they're ready to give up on God. They just, they're just in a haze. Your mind's in a haze. Your world's in a haze. You don't have no direction. You know that there's something more in God. But it seems like what? It's like we're bound up. But God wants to make known to you today a more fullness of Him. He wants to make known to Christ in you today. He wants you to understand that there's more of Him to be God. There's more of Him to lay hold of. There's more of Him. You know, you talk about their, everybody wants. Let me tell you something about the old tent revivals. You know, I love the tents. I never really knew much about the tents. Like I said, I was raised Baptist, Methodist, and come in the Church of God, and, you know, and went through some Old Testament, and New Testament survey, and was going to learn how to preach in the Church of God and be ordained, but God told me not to do that. But I value all of my experiences in God because I had to go that way. See, you, some people may not have had to go that way. They just come into something, you know. But that wasn't me, so that gives me a lot of understanding on where people are at. And I can talk on some level that people, maybe I had not had my experience, can't understand, but I realize that that, man, I... God ain't a God that in a box, we got to let him out of the box. We got to start trusting in him. And I realize that this movement of faith in God, Sister Susan, begins. I've been asking him, you know, if he wants to go back to those tent revivals. And if God, if it's that way, that's fine. I love the tent. There's something about a tent. Let me tell you something. Most of the thing was I always preached was faith, and people was delivered through faith. I know you got to have faith in God. I can preach just faith. I can let pastor up here, and he can, you can be standing up on here. And you may get healed today, and you may get delivered today, but can you keep it? Without Christ in you, you ain't keeping nothing. I know a lot of people. Some of you, you done seen people. People get up here and preach faith. We can swing from these ceiling fans. Let me tell you something. I can jump three of these pews if God gets on me. I can walk. I, man, Spirit of God... I can walk the back of these chairs, but that don't heal you. I ever want, but if, but if you see, but let me tell you something. Sometimes our emotions, and sometimes we feel something. And, you know, it just what the spirit of God on somebody. It's tangible and it's catching, it and it builds up faith. But there's something that can get on the inside of you. When the devil comes to you, you could invoke that name of Jesus, and you don't have to wait to get to the tent revivalist. You don't have to wait. To get to the pastor. You're going to have, there is order. You need to be in the church. You need, if you don't have a home church, you need to find your home church. That's Bible. Now say something that people don't like, but that's okay. I ain't got to be here next week. I don't think you ought to jump around. I, I, I mean, I, I think if you got a home church and you visit the homecoming, I believe that's okay. Let me tell you something. I believe that's okay. But the Lord puts leaders. The Lord had me in a church to learn something. In a denominational church to learn something. Then He showed me sin in it. Then He wouldn't let me leave to teach me something. And then he loosed me and he sent me somewhere else. But he still taught me. You can't stay long now. I was emotionally tied to some things. Let me tell you something. You can't be emotionally tied to something. you got to give up If you're emotionally tied to something and to some people, you're bound. The enemy's got you bound. He's binding you by your emotions, by your own devices. He's binding you. And you can't go no further in God. Like some people, you know, you just so emotional you know where you at ain't right. You know these people, you can't help. You say, well, Jesus can always help them. <laughs> Not as long as they look into you to be their Jesus. Hey, some people doing wrong. Let me tell you something. When that church, when I found out it was doing wrong, and it was wrong, I went to the pastor and I asked him. And we talked about some things. I went the Bible way. I believed doing things the Bible way. I had aught with him. I went to him. I talked to him. I didn't suggest anything. I didn't rebuke him. I just told him, and I know this is going on. And he denied it, but yet he knew it was the truth. Then he come back and said it was the truth, and then they let it go on. Then he didn't do anything about it. I might even still be there if he'd have set this preacher down that was doing what he was doing. Let me tell you something. (laughs) If you call yourself a youth leader and you're messing around with the girls in the church, you ain't got no business being a youth leader. I didn't say you wouldn't call to God. I didn't say that, that you... Come on. I ain't saying that you wouldn't call to God. I'm saying that you need to sit down for a little bit you need to get some cover. You need to get your flesh under subjection, because you're gonna hurt somebody if you don't. He wouldn't set him down. So I said, "Well, okay, I can't." I mean, I had a 12 year old, 11 year old daughter, and a son in the church. Why well, I want to expose him to that? I didn't let it. I didn't go there. I didn't stand up from the church and. Tell everybody. Let me tell you something, though. You know, I, me and this this other brother, and I knew it was true and brought it to me. And there's several younger girls. They come and they told me some things, and I didn't want to believe it. This man, I mean, I had a lot of confidence in this young brother. I mean, I loved him. I loved him. Trusted him, man. He could preach. Seemed to be anointed of God. And I, I mean, you know, I loved him. I really loved it, but couldn't let that go on. I stood for more than that. You know, and there were some people, they even knew it, and they refused to say anything about it. They just began to live with it. Let me tell you something. In that church, they let it go on. Let me tell you something. Everybody in that church, just about everybody in that church got a divorce or had trouble in their marriage, everybody. And the youth probably had, what, 25 or 30 youth, Maybe, I mean, half, I don't know if any of them serve God now. Because when they found all this out, there's one, one, one young man. Man, God changed his life. He, he, God saved him. He had a life of prayer and fasting. We'd take the youth out to get pizza after church. We'd come back and do some drama practice and stuff because my wife did that. He would stay there and fast. I've seen him do this stuff. I've seen God bring, work something in his life, preach anointing messages. You know, I've seen God do this. And now, I mean, he was blessed to sing and play the guitar. And, and guess what? He's going to make it now. he got a rock band. He plays now all over the place. He's going to make it. That's what he told me, you know. And I, I mean, I've even talked to him. I still talk to him. You know, when I can. He's so miserable. But, he, you know, he says happy. and he said, I don't know what to believe no more. He said, how do I know that was God? That's his question to me. How do I know? Did I believe a lie? I put a lot of faith. I put a lot of trust. Everything that I know was a lie. And Satan's got him bound. You know, and I don't know. I don't know if God's going to. I mean, I pray for his soul. But let me tell you something. This was an anointed vessel. I seen God use him and, and had something in God. But he didn't go on to know because he got hurt because of leaders and because people put up with things. Let me tell you something. Don't put up with things. If you're in a church and you know something that ain't right, I ain't saying you got to look for your own self. Get your own family out of it. Get out of it. Run from it. Run to the hills. Don't get mad at God. You find somebody who's preaching the truth and doing the truth that lines up with the Word of God and you do it. But let me tell you something. It's not worth staying where you're at and your family. Because you're going to have to the God. But let me tell you something. I know I'm in the perfect will of God. I know I'm in the perfect will of God now. And there's still a lot of things that happens in my life. But if I wasn't in the perfect will of God, there's no way I could take it. Sometimes, Brother Mike, you know, I find myself sometimes thinking, Lord, I just want to give up. You know, you say, Brother Mike, you ain't supposed to do that. I can't help it. I told you I'm human. And I have to take it to prayer. And I have to kill my old flesh and kill my desire. And that's what the Lord wants us to do. Because the Lord wants to live in you. What's living in you now Ain't the fullness of God. But the fullness of God wants to live in you. And he wants to live you to be victorious. So if You ain't victorious today. Christ wants to introduce himself to you. He wants to introduce himself to you. Hallelujah. I'm about ready to pray for folks. I said I was going to. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I feel the spirit of the Lord in here to heal and deliver and to set free. And. Today, I'm going to just tell you something. Sometimes God can just bring me back to you. And I know what's wrong with you and what's not wrong with you. But because of what God is doing in this service today, from the front to to the back, about how God has been telling people to reach out, it's going to be a conscious decision to you if you want something from Him today. If you've been reaching out for Him today, if you'll make your way, God will do it. Hallelujah. There's nothing in me. There's nothing about me that can save you, that can deliver you, or set you free. Look here, I'm 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 just I'm just a clay. I'm just a vessel. And you know, I look at myself so unworthy for God to use. So unworthy for God to use. But if you want God to heal you, deliver you, if you just. <laughs> oh, goodness, Jesus. You may think this, may, I, I, I If you just want to see if I'm preaching about a God that's real, I dare you to come up here and let God impart something in you. Hallelujah. You can leave here changed, or you can leave here the same. It's your choice. And let me tell you something. I've come in the church, Sister Susie, and left the same way hundreds of times. That's your choice and that's your option. But that's not what God wants to do. Every time we come into service, God wants to change us. You may say, well, I'm changed. He wants to change you more. He wants to help you give up things. There's people in here that are struggling on giving up some things in their life. They know things ain't right. It just seems like they just can't give it up. They really want to change in their life, but they're so afraid. What the world's going to think of them. What your friends are going to think of you. Let me tell you something. It don't matter what your friends think of you. It don't matter what somebody beside you thinks of you. You've got to look and see what Jesus thinks of you. He's the only one you got to please. You ain't got to please me. You ain't got to please your church. You've got to please Jesus. Hallelujah. If you'll make your way up to the front, anybody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Nobody needs prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I feel Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Prostate cancer. You believe God will heal you? Hallelujah. I believe he'll heal you too. That's right. Hallelujah. What well, the Bible says. I believe it. I feel faith. I, I felt it this when the Pastor said something to you a while ago to believe. I feel like God's going to heal you. I feel like God's going to heal you. I believe he's going to heal you. I believe he's going to heal you. Purpose in your heart that he's going to heal you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, yes. God, I rebuke this cancer. Yes. Devil, you're a liar. Yes. God, I impart faith in this man to believe. I take authority over. Ah. In Jesus' name, be healed. God, let a transformation, let a transformation and a renewing of the mind. God, he loves you and he serves you, Lord. But let this Christ, the resurrection, this power of the resurrection, go down on the inside of him, Lord. Let it be a testimony. Let it be a testimony, Lord. God, you told us, Lord, if we preached this Christ, if we preached it, Lord, that there'd be signs following, Lord, it's not up to me to heal him. It's up to you. In Jesus' name, God, I did your will. God, you let it be done. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. who I felt it. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on and praise him. Come on. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Hallelujah. I feel him. Hallelujah. I feel him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 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 Yes, ma'am. Hallelujah. Arth- arthritis in your knees. You believe God will heal it? Hallelujah! 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 <laughs> hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Which knee is it? Both of them. Does it hurt when you do this? So you got you got pain. So if pain leaves you, yes, you you'll believe that God oh, yes. heals you. Hallelujah. So is your husband here? Yes. Oh you won't mind if I take her by the hand, will you? <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just asking, I'm gonna take you by the hand and this may seem crazy. We're gonna walk them down here till the pain leaves. Uh-huh. I'm telling you. Uh-huh. I don't have to work tomorrow. I, don't I believe God. <laughs> He may heal you before we get down there, but I'm telling you, it means more to me than you get your healing than me eat that chicken. Hallelujah. You ready? Believe God. Father in the name. Confess it. Step. High step. Hallelujah. Command that pain. Come on. Step. Hallelujah. Do you want it? How much do you want it? Come on. Hallelujah. Pain leave right now in the name of Jesus. Come on. Any pain? Come on. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, get faith. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the, I don't get tired when the anointing's on me. Hallelujah, come on, we're going to walk. Hallelujah, this seems crazy. Come on, y'all don't doubt. Hallelujah, <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus. What a, hey, rebuke this pain. Leave, you spirit of pain right now. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over you and I drive you out of her body. God, you fill her with your Holy Ghost. God, you breathe upon her. God, you let her have that confidence in the name of Jesus. God, you heal her of this arthritis. God, right now in the name of Jesus. Does it still hurt? Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Can you do this? Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah, you can. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Let Jesus how he is. Hallelujah. Come on. Receive it. Hallelujah. Come on. Don't doubt. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, come on, hallelujah. Sister Susie, hallelujah, play us something, hallelujah. I feel minds wandering. Come on, get your minds in here, but Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah, come on, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, devil, you're a liar, confess it. Tell it, tell the devil he's a liar. Tell Tell the devil he's a liar, tell it. By the blood of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, by his stripes, tell the devil. Look him in the face. He's standing in Hallelujah. Tell him by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. The devil is a liar. Hallelujah. I've paid by the stripes of Jesus. He's paid for your healing. Hallelujah. You still feeling pain? Hallelujah. Come on. If it's leaving, tell him. Guess what? Hallelujah. He's under your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There you go. Hallelujah. He's under your feet. Hallelujah. Come on. Hi, hi. Come on. Just give him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! The devil is a liar. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It's okay. Go ahead, and praise him. Go ahead and praise him. Hallelujah! If it ain't gone, don't you tell me it's gone. Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah. The Bible, James said, "I'm going to show you my faith and by my works." Hallelujah! There's a lot of people confessing to have faith. That's a work. By you stepping is a work. It's a work. I'm believing God. Every step, I'm believing God that I'm healed. I'm believing God I'm delivered. Come on. Hallelujah. That's what we have to do. Hallelujah. You still in pain? Hallelujah. What is it? Hallelujah. 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 So hallelujah. Is he Has he healed you or not? healed you or not? Yes, yes. Hallelujah. 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 I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't sweat, but I'm sweating. Come on,
0: let's hallelujah!
2: On, let's go. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's my Jesus. That's my Jesus. Come on, the enemy's going to fight us. <laughs> He's going to fight us. He's a worthy adversary, but guess what? We're more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Do you need something? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What you want God to do? Just prayer? Are you hurting? You serve the Lord? Hallelujah. You got a home church? Hallelujah. You go every Sunday? Hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. You want direction? Hallelujah. God's going to give you direction. You're going to listen to it. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, God, you direct our path. God, you still are mine. In Jesus' name. Leader, guide, and director. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. they'd be anybody else. Hallelujah. I just feel like they. Hallelujah. And I just feel like they somebody who's. I mean they've had an experience with God but just the troubles and cares of life have just weighted them down and they just feel like they're so unworthy but you know they just I mean I'm talking about just cares of life that just wore you down. And you got a heart towards God Do you want to serve God but it's like you ain't felt the Spirit of God in years. God wants to touch you. If it be you, you come up here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And don't be ashamed because I've been there. I I have serving God and was called to preach and was preaching. Let me tell you something. I battled a just the spirit. Hallelujah. Use the one. Hallelujah. 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 Y'all have kids, or how long you been married? 17 years. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> do y'all serve God. Look at me, brother. Do y'all serve God. To
1: this
2: going to sound crazy. Don't try to. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. You look like a you look like a strong and determined man. I don't know anything about you. But you look like you'd be a type of person if you put your mind to do something, you would do it. In the natural and in the world. That's what kind of person that kind of you look like. <laughs> Just do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father in the name of Jesus. God, you move upon him, Lord. God, you move upon him right now, Lord, and you give him direction, Lord, on what he needs to do to lead his family, Lord. Lord, you touch him. God, he may not understand everything, God, but that's okay. God, we don't understand all, but there's a realness. And I feel like he's really wanting a change to come on him. And God, I ask you, Lord, to begin to change him. God, let him be the leader, God. Let him be this leader. I feel like he's a leader in the natural. He knows how to lead in the natural. God, you teach him and show him how to lead his family spiritually. God, I believe, Pastor. Can I lay my hands on you, miss? May I lay my hands on you? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, the Lord's touching you. Hallelujah. You've had an experience with God. I see you locked up. I see you just locked up on the inside. I see you like inside your heart, just on your hands and knees at the altar, just crying out to God. Oh, could he be kept crying out to God? And you're saying, I don't feel you the way I used to feel you. You've had an experience with God. Here it is. It's coming back. You're going to be able not to liken it to a feeling, but Lord's going to let you feel Him like you felt Him. In Jesus' name. Sister, your prayer life's coming back. Your prayer life's coming back. Your dedication. And I feel some, you just got so much pressure on you. You just got so much pressure on you. The Lord. It's fixing to speak peace into your heart and your spirit. Hallelujah. if, If you would, just slip your hands up to Him and just breathe in His peace. Just let Him fill you with His peace. In Jesus' name, God fill her with your peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I feel a change. God bless their marriage. God help them. Hallelujah. Serve Him. I know you can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We got more power than we know. (laughs) We got more. Let me tell you something. You got more power than you know. Jesus died and resurrected to give you power. Lay hold of his power. We can serve God. These times... There's times in my life. Let me tell you something. Just because I pastor a church and God may anoint me or whatever, Hallelujah. There's times that I feel like I can't go on. There's times we feel like that. That's where we got to tap tap in and we got to press. That's not that fight. And you just got to know what Jesus did. He paid it all. He paid that price. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. My Lord, anybody else, I feel like the Spirit of God is releasing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's leave here changed. Hallelujah. Everybody slip their hands up to heaven. If you would and you can. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I want to leave here changed. Just say it to Him. Lord, I want to leave here changed. Even though did isn't no preacher lay hands on me. or God, just being in your presence, Lord, I'm going to leave here changed. Lord, I may not even feel nothing right now, but I understand and know that I've been in your presence. And I can't come in your presence without you changing me. And God, I want you to change me. And I allow you, I open up, God, to you so you can change me. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, for your presence. And I thank you, Lord in Jesus name. Hallelujah. I just feel like the Lord has done with me. Hallelujah. I love you sister Pat. Hallelujah. I appreciate you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just let me obey God here for a second. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I just feel the spirit of God giving you strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) God's fixing to shut the mouth of some people. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Maybe you know, maybe you don't know. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> You'll know. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do you love him? Praise him and magnify him. Hallelujah. I got to pray for him. This is the mom, it's, it's pastor's mama, but it's also, she's, I call her Mama Meta. She's the mama of the church. Hallelujah. And she's been, the devil's, she's been going through it, but she's pressing. If some of us felt like her. We wouldn't even go on a lot of times, but she drove all. I mean, all this way, ninety-two
1: years old, right?
2: Hallelujah, still shining a light. Still, I'll go see her during the day, and she, that's all she's talking about is Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus. God, I speak to her mind. Satan, you cannot have her mind. God, let your spirit fill her. God, you strengthen her in her body. God, her neck, her shoulder, her legs. God, you strengthen her to make this trip back home. God, you give her peace, Master, in her soul and her mind. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah.
0: Come on, lift your hands and give the Lord a praise. Would you do that? Come on, lift your hands. God's making himself real in this place. Amen. God's making himself real. Hallelujah. Brother Michael, I'm going to step just a couple of steps further because I see some things I feel like the Lord wants to do. And I'm not going to prolong the service, but there's a couple of people I feel led by the Spirit of God to pray for. And I'm Brother Michael's elder, and I've been serving God 45 years, and sometimes the Lord will show me more. Young man, come here. How old are you? Fifteen. Raise your hands up to the Lord. There's a love for God in your heart, and you got a deep desire to serve God. And I don't want to lay hands on you. I don't know nothing about you, but there's a reality of God. Fix to make itself real in your life that you ain't never. You right at that age. You need God to manifest Himself to you because you can go either way right now. Oh, Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ Nazareth. Oh, you seal this mind to you, Lord. God He's a vessel. He's called. He's chosen. You stir up the spirit of prayer in him. You stir up a hunger for the things of God. And you begin to visit him in dreams and visions. Bring him forth, Lord. Bring him forth, Lord. And let the power of your spirit rest upon him. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Lord told me your prayer life is coming back. Your prayer life is coming back. Lord, put this word here for your family, first and foremost. And you're going to see a restoration. You're going to see a renewing of the Spirit of God. And you're going to see God begin to save your seed and bring them into the truth. And they're going to, you're going to worship God together. I'm telling you. Go Go ahead and praise Him. Go ahead and praise Him. Go ahead and praise Him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to tell you, I appreciate what God's doing in here today. Brother, I believe you're healed. I believe you're healed. I do, I believe it. I believe it. It don't matter. God, God can make you an Abraham. When Abraham was 145 and Sarah died, he married again, raised up sons and daughters. And then went on to live to 175. Just cause she's 76 years old. See, we limit ourselves. We limit ourselves. I ain't looking to die, I'm looking to live. Amen. Hallelujah. Right where you're at. Stand on your feet. I feel like there's some situations in your heart, in your life, Lord, wants to heal and help you. And bring you to a place that the realness of God will change your life. Just slip your hands up to the Lord. I saw when I was exhorting there's some pains and there's some hurts. It's caused a lot of trouble in your spirit. A lot of upsetness in your life but right now mother, just go ahead and let God do it it's there it's there the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to mend your broken heart to set you free because at one time there was such a deep deep desire and a hunger to serve God and some things happen you lost confidence in people something's caused you to pull back but I see God moving that stumbling <laughs> And I said, oh, my God, there's a freshness of the Spirit of God just come down on you. you got a great big heart, and you love unconditionally. You love, and you love people. But there's some people that have walked on you and hurt you, caused you to pull back. But God's opening up. God's opening up your heart. He's healing your heart. That love's coming back. That joy of the Spirit of God's coming back. And you're going to find a freshness. In serving God and going to the house of God. The Lord turns things for you this day. Thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. Ain't God good? Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. He's so good to us. Does God know? He knows all things don't He? He's a healer. And you know what's so important? For God so loved. For God so loved. Brother Kevin, for God so loved that he was willing to give his most prized possession, his only begotten son, to pay a debt we couldn't pay. To pay a debt we couldn't pay. We owed it because we transgressed the law. But he went and stood in our place. That's love. Because God's so loved. Amen. Because God's so loved. Hallelujah. Love you, baby sister. Stay on your feet and raise your hands. I don't get to see her much anymore. They said under Brother Michael's teaching and Brother Michael does a great job but you know when God speaks to me then I've got to be obedient to the voice of the Lord there's a power and a force that's come against your mind and just tried to get you to doubt the very call and existence of God because of some of the things you've been through it's it's like a cloud is set down in your mind the warfare started, and the enemies started telling you that God needs to do this, and God needs to do that. God don't need to do anything. All you need to do is believe that no matter what happens, God is God. Whether God moves for you or nah, not, you got to make up your mind to serve him. That's what the, just like this brother said, whether God heals his cancer or not, he's going to serve him. You know those three Hebrew children standing there, Facing that fiery furnace that said, we know our God is able to deliver. But if he does not, we're going to serve him regardless. We know he can deliver. I'm going to lay my hands on you This, I've seen it just like a power just grips your mind and the devil's been lying to you. It's a darkness and a confusion and a cloudiness set down over your mind. But the Lord's going to lift it today. And a joy and a renewing of the Spirit of God. sits so down on you right now. Mm. And I command up a refreshing of the Spirit of God to come down on you. Mm. Oh, oh, my God, there it comes. I feel it. I feel that old pressure. I feel that old power. I feel that old force being loosed. the spirit of prayer returning the joy of the lord returning the desire to serve god returning the desire to possess that call of god i feel it returning i feel a restoring oh lord restore unto me the joy that's what david prayed lord restore oh god cast me not of thy presence Take not thy Holy Spirit from me, but restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. God, people are supposed to serve you with joy. Restore the joy. Restore the joy. Mm, Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, something changes. Thank you, Lord. Love you, Mama. Thank you, Lord. God's good. You know, if you ain't got joy and you walk with God, there's something wrong with your relationship. Seems like God's people's got to where all they focus on is troubles. That's all they focus on is what their troubles are. What they're going through. How hard the devil's fighting them. Forget about all that. There's victory in Jesus. When you serve him. With all your heart. With everything you know how to do. You should walk in peace. You should walk in comfort. You should walk in joy. Amen. You should. You should walk in joy. Hallelujah. And I'm going to take a few moments here. And I'm going to receive an offer. I'm going to do it two ways. I'm going to set a bucket over here on this side for this man that ministered. And I want you all to help him. This man and his wife walked off $100,000 a year.